everyone, Kristen Baldwin here from Entertainment Weekly. Thanks for tuning in to this bonus episode of The Awardist, where we'll be talking to several actors and actresses who got multiple Emmy nominations this year. Feeling like an underachiever? So am I. Hello, and thank you so much for joining us. I'm Jared Hall, Entertainment Weekly Senior TV Editor. As part of EW's awardist coverage of the Emmys, we've gathered several of this year's nominees, and they're not just any nominees, but the hyphenates, the multiverse, if you will. They all have at least two nominations. So here we go. Up first, Angela Bassett, who's nominated for Guest Actress in a Comedy for A Black Lady Sketch Show, and Outstanding Narrator for the fascinating Disney Plus docuseries, The Imagineering Story. Dan Levy scored four nominations for Writing, Directing, Supporting Actor, and as Producer of Schitt's Creek. Giancarlo Esposito is nominated for his guest appearance in the drama The Mandalorian, and also or supporting actor in a drama for his performance as the iconic Gus Fring on Better Call Saul. Oh. Maya Rudolph has a trio of nominations, voiceover performance on the Netflix animated series Big Mouth, and she's competing against herself and some of our other guests here as guest actress in a comedy for both The Good Place and for playing Senator Kamala Harris on Saturday Night Live. Rami Youssef is also a two-for-one for directing his Hulu series, Rami, and the other for his lead actor work on that comedy. And last, alphabetically by first name, but certainly not least, Wanda Sykes is also a nominee for voiceover performance for her work on the revived Crank Yankers and as a guest actress in a comedy for Woo. The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Welcome to Love all of you. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank, Thank you for having us. Oh, man. Great to so see good. all of you. Well, Wanda, since I mentioned you last, I'm gonna start with you. These are your 12th and 13th career primetime Emmy mm. nominations. Your first was back in 1998 for writing on the Chris Rock Show. So uh, I'll pose this to you first, but I of course wanna get uh, thoughts from the rest of you here as well. Uh, we are certainly in uncharted territory this year. So how are you feeling about a virtual Emmys telecast? I'm um, I don't have to get dressed up. Are you kidding? Exactly. exactly. We don't. We don't have to get dressed up. Well, you know what? I have happy feet right now. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. so excited that I can just uh, just have to be from here up. You know, <laughs> they're yeah. comfortable well, and uh, yeah. So yeah, I'm really. If you win, will someone part. knock on your door? Oh God! If you win it. You get knocked on the door. Long they're wearing That's what a I'm mask. wondering too. How much have you guys it's been told? Publishers like, what do we know? Thing. Yeah. What yeah. do we know about it's how it's the ceremony will work? With a big check. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Publishers clearinghouse style. Yeah. yeah. I've heard absolutely nothing. Has anyone else heard anything? No, I have heard nothing. nothing. <laughs> it's amazing. It's so dope. <laughs> I think, well, do you think it will be added pressure on Jimmy Kimmel as host this year? Like, do you feel like he's going to have to do more to make this special? Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> it's gonna be a, that's going to be a tough room. <laughs> yeah. Certainly. He's looking for, if he needs feedback, some positive reinforcement. It's a timing thing, too. I feel like he's working with, like, weird lags and feedback. And so the, the timing of everything is kind of a, an obstacle in and of itself. Yeah. It is, but I think if anyone can do it, it's Jimmy. He has that personality to bring people together. And uh, I think it's a very, it, one thing I'm happy about is I have a really huge family. And of course, um, I have four daughters and other 
folks who represent us. And, and it would be wonderful to have a place, a party where we could all be together and be in a more relaxed fashion. And so that I'm, I'm very excited about it. It allows us to be, have a more home feeling. Uh, I think it's gonna be an interesting year, but I think um, we're all looking to make it fun. Yeah. It's also kind of nicer if you lose, because all you have to do is just log out. <laughs> right. <laughs> just like, yeah, oh, exactly. oh, I'm just gonna kick out of this shit. I don't need to do it. That's way easier than having to like walk around. Oh like, my gosh. Yeah. Hey, congrats, man, that's really dope. Like, you just, you just shut, yeah. the, just shut right. the computer. With the camera in your face. Yeah. By the end of the night, it's just like empty black squares on a yeah, yeah. virtual <laughs> frame. <Yeah>. <laughs> just <laughs> have your snacks, you know. Yeah. You yeah. win. You're really in the restroom. You're really at the in in, in the refrigerator. Just yeah. you know, you're supposed to be. Don't, don't be too laxed. <laughs> Laying on the couch. Hey. Yeah. The one thing I will miss is it's, it's such a great opportunity to see all of your peers and friends and folks that you've worked with, and that that I will miss. I don't know. I, I'm hoping that in some way they have the ability to sort of put people up so we can see each other because not only are some of our friends in the same categories nominated with us and you're wishing them the best, but you get a chance to sort of be with folks that you haven't seen in a long time. And it's always fun to do that. So I'm hoping there's some way they can figure that out. That is virtually. fun. You're at an awards show, you like run into someone you love, like at the bathroom. It'd be cool if they had like a Zoom bathroom that we could have at the, at the <laughs> thing just to kind of like, hey, can I borrow something? That'd be dope. Yeah. A Zoom bar going to get a your glass of champagne, yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, Dan, your show, um, I have been trying to research this and, and can't find the answer. So I'm going to say that we're correct in saying that your show has achieved a uh, rare, if never done, feat getting all seven nominations in all of the top seven categories, series, directing, writing, and the lead and supporting categories. Will, will all of you try to get together on Emmys night to kind of collectively celebrate? I, I, I mean, yeah, I've been saying that it couldn't be more on brand for our show. <laughs> that. <laughs> We have this. Just get together in a small hotel. Yeah. You know, and it, you know, it's an amazing thing because our, you know, our hair and makeup departments and our costume departments, all of these incredible Canadians that were working up here on our show, finally get to go, and now we can't. <laughs> so I've been sort of joking that I, it, it, it was almost as if I <laughs> myself to like kind of be on brand with how our show would handle something like this. Um, but I know that my dad is hoping to. Um, you know, hopefully put up a little tent in our backyard and we can have some people over. We're up in Canada right now and, you know, maybe put up a screen and people can dress up if they want and we can kind of do our own thing up here. But it's, uh, yeah, I mean, that was kind of the bittersweet thing. I think when you have such a, you love your team and when your team gets recognized, watching, you know, your team members all dressed up and going together, that's kind of what makes it so special. It's not even really the win, it's just the experience of being there with people that you've worked so hard with and, and getting to see them excited. So, you know, we'll, we'll make our yeah. own fun. Yeah. Certainly a lot of hard work by a lot of people and, and that's why we love to celebrate art and uh, and have this uh, night. Um, you uh, wore many hats on Shit's Creek, as I, I mentioned, and, and rightfully honored for all that great work. Is there one of the nominations in particular that you were surprised by or that carries any extra emotional weight than the others? Well, I mean, I think I think as as a, a showrunner, I think when your show gets recognized, that's kind of the greatest gift you can get because it really encompasses everybody. And each of those departments and each of those people are so valuable to the success of the final product that I think to have a nomination in 
you know, in a best series category is such a is such a vote of confidence, not just, you know, for for the actors, but also for the the, the entire crew who worked so so kind of tirelessly to to get us there. So I would say that probably is the most kind of significant for me, just because I feel like it it's it's really everyone's nomination. Rami, you uh, won the Golden Globe earlier this year. There was a uh, very, I think, genuine and sincere look of shock on your face. Um, and, you know, we, we say, of course, awards aren't the goal, but what has this ride been like for you with, with this show, your, your baby, your creation? I think there's like five or 600 shows on TV every year. So for a show like ours, it's like a it's like the only ad you could really get for people to watch it. You know, we had like a really small show that is story driven. It's about an Arab Muslim family. It's very focused. We don't have celebs, none of that stuff going into this. And so to be able to get recognized like that, it's so exciting to just get people to even to tune in. But then it also, again, uh, for the size to scale to, you know, me being able, you know, being able to even be on like a Zoom like this with 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 everyone here who I respect so much, uh, it, it really excites me for networks to make shows around people who they might have thought were a gamble before, who didn't have a foothold, um, but it kind of shows, no, you can make a show that then becomes that foothold and becomes the thing that everyone's trying to, um, to, to get, you know, so, so it's, it's really exciting. Well, for, for the, the rest of you, uh, as you're hearing their stories, knowing how much work uh, they're putting in, is there appeal to you in, in creating your own scripted shows like, like Dan and Rami and, and having a hand in various or all aspects of its life? Giancarlo, Maya, Angela, Wanda, do you have similar aspirations? Or are you just happy Absolutely. to show up as a performer? <laughs> no, you know, I love performing, but I'm a director as well and also a producer. And, you know, and Rami, I have to say, you know, when, you, when you're doing something that comes from your heart, specifically and totally engulfs and it encompasses your passion, um, your show is fresh. It's new, it's different, it's fresh. And, and we, want, we don't want to keep seeing retreads. We want to be able to express ourselves in a way that's organic and true to us inside and equally so with you, Dan. So when you bring something so fresh to, to television, you get people's attention. Um, and it becomes really about what the material is and what your experience has been to express that. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm inspired um, by Dan and by Randy because I feel like, oh, okay, those fresh ideas I had 20 years ago that I put in my pocket and I just hustled to be an actor are all mm -hmm. coming back to me. And you take a chance on you. You take a chance on that because you feel the fresh breeze of something new. And that, to me, I, I give such honorable credit to that. Because you're you're expressing your being. Biden chose Kamala. All right. He chose Kamala. Did that just come through? You guys, yes. this could literally not be a more perfect timing <laughs> because I was literally segueing into Maya next with a Whoa. question. Oh, oh So so let me let me go there then. Uh, one of your busy yeah, now. Yes, well, one of <laughs> your three bro. nominations uh, is for playing <laughs> Senator Harris on SNL. Are you um, excited at the thought of of uh, returning and, and having more uh, guest appearances as a mm -hmm. potential mm -hmm. VP, Kamala Harris? I love going to the show. Any excuse I can get, I love. I just didn't really anticipate traveling during a pandemic. <laughs> Um, but if there's anyone that can work it out, I'm sure Lauren has some sort of um, invisible helicopter that can get me there. Um, I mean, I you know, 
ever since I was a kid, truly, I wanted to be on any sort of SCTV Saturday Night Live. And I can't believe that I got to work there and I can't believe that it's my family still. So I am so uh, thrilled to even be associated with the show and that I got to go back. You know, it's like the gift that keeps on giving. And and honestly, like, it's my favorite place to play. Um, mm -hmm. But I'm as surprised as you are, guys. That's, um, that's spicy. That's big. That's big. Uh, um, you, you, you do live in Los Angeles, correct? Maya? I do. Yeah. yeah. I left so the course, show, um, to have my kids, you know, so, so you, you, you made that trek to, to kind of be on the air for a five minute or so sketch. So does the, yeah. the nomination <laughs> really makes it worth it or was the value already there? <laughs> um, the value was already there. Honestly, I brought my 14 year old daughter with me and it oh. was so sweet and delicious to like you know, show her around because she hadn't been there since she was about one. And um, just, you know, all the crew that are still there, my family, and um, it, it just makes me feel so good, you know, to to show her that place that's steeped in tradition and um, a lot of the same people that have been there for 40 years on at plus. Um, but yeah, I, um, any excuse to go to New York is great. I just, I, I don't know that I'm ready to go right this minute. <laughs> I have a couple months, I suppose. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, it's pretty, it's really, it's so nice to um, to have this nomination be associated with the show because mm -hmm. it's my true love, honestly. On the flip side, your other uh, two nominations are in the same category. Are you are you mad to be competing against yourself? Is Maya Rudolph tough competition for Maya Rudolph? We are not <laughs> speaking. <laughs> um, there's a real there's right. a real brawl going on here it's like when muhammad ali yeah. is like you know doing those press conferences and he's uh -huh. like yeah it's it's ugly here it's really ugly <laughs> <laughs> yeah. terse words i'm sure um john carlo you have a history of playing and doing it so well these uh characters who often enter the picture in mysterious circumstances or some ambiguity for the audience they aren't quite sure whose side you're on so what gets you most excited about roles like that? And I imagine they happen more in TV than movies because there, there's a, more of an opportunity to kind of peel back the layers over time. Well, what gets me most excited is that um, I have less to work with. And especially in uh, Better Call Saul, playing Gustavo Fring and reprise, repriving my role there. Um, I, I have to give you clues through my physical language. And it feels very much um, like theater to me because I have to carry come into the scene full. And for me, the, the hints I give are physical. Um, they're with my eyes. They're a few words. And that's always um, a very interesting investigation for me, um, that there's less said and more seen. And I really love that because it, it allows me to create a full character coming in um, to any particular episode and thinking things unknown that you don't know. And so um, it allows me a way to surprise myself and always be spontaneous and in the moment. Angela, I have a very important question for you. What makes Angela Bassett the baddest bitch? <laughs> <laughs> that uh, that episode of a Black Lady Sketch Show. It's it's so um, opposite, really, of what we're we're used to seeing from you as a queen of drama. So tell me about this experience and and that episode. I was so I mean so thrilled when I when I get a chance to play in the comedic realm, you know, the year before maybe Master, Master of None. And mm -hmm. of course, for a couple of years, you just, 
you know, art performances in um, American Horror Story. But this was really very different. And to get that call and I love those ladies. I love their work. I'm a fan. And I've, I've always enjoyed meeting and working with with new fresh talent. It's mistaken. Well, how could you say no? Your name was in talent. the episode title. How how could you say no? <laughs> it came later. That wasn't it. That wasn't the initial. Ah. That was the initial. It was just the gotcha. bad bitch support sure. group. So that was enough to get me. That was enough <laughs> to get me. That answer was real sweet. Real sweet. Yeah, yeah. Then to get a nomination, outstanding. So do do opportunities like this? Does it make you want to do more comedy? Is it really like you know piquing your interest in that area more? You know, I'm just interested in doing just a very, an array of things, you know, of course, being on a, you know, on a show, you know, on a series, sometimes you feel like you're in that nine to five and, you know, so you're always trying to find, you know, delve into the character and expand them bit by bit. Um, So anytime I get an, you know, an ass, sometimes I have to turn down stuff, which is, you know, sometimes, you know, heartbreaking, but anytime there's free time, I love to go and play on other playgrounds with other folks. Yeah. On that same topic, for the rest of you, um, your nominations this year or any year, really, or work you've done, has it um, opened up doors for you in, in genres where you weren't previously working? I go where I want, where it it, it calls to me, mm-hmm. and that's the, that's the, the place I want to be. And so if that's comedy or if that's drama or whatever it is, you know, you always get those questions later, like, what was it like to get out of that box river? But like, you're always the same person that's looking for that thing that calls to you. And it depends on how you're feeling or what you're in the mood for, or how you're growing as a human. And um, so I really, I, I agree with what she's talking about. I feel like that's that's the place I always wanna be is, is going where um, it feels best. I'm so jealous of all of you who are in comedies because that's where I'd like to go and experience that feeling. Because in off hours, the truth be told, um, I'm lighter than what people know me as. And I don't want to prove that. Um, I want to do comedy because I'm actually quite fun after 6 p.m. You know, and (laughs) I really am. And and I kind of lose my brain and I become this light person. Uh, Um, And so, you know, we we perform because we are enthused by it and get filled up by it, but who wants to do the same thing all the time? Exactly. You know? So it's, uh, it's always a wonder, to be in wonder and enchantment of what we do, I think we have a group here who's exactly in that place. I would do anything to be able to experience the true juice of being able to have fun, yet move people, whether it be comedy, drama, or otherwise. You're here. Dan, are you itching to do a drama? Yeah, I, I, I mean, yeah, I think coming off of um, our show ended this year, and, and I think because our show is, is funny, but it, it does have its kind of sentimental moments, and it is, there are really kind of important conversations that are being had in it. Um, I think people are taking me a little more seriously, obviously, than before. Um, but even when writing the show, I mean, my dad and I really approached it as a drama that just happens to involve very funny people reacting to a really tragic situation. So in going out there and trying to develop other things, I've really tried to, to have conversations with people when I'm walking into rooms and say like, listen, if you have an idea, it's the story. At the end of the day, it's the story. If you have a great compelling story, that's the most important thing. Um, I'm not tied to comedy. You know, I would love to explore drama. I would love to explore, to explore you know, musicals and everything in between. 
it really just comes down to the idea. And does the idea have legs? Is it compelling? Will it be challenging for the actors that are a part of it? That I think is the through line through all of this. Um, and it's 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 always kind of remarkable to to me to have certain conversations where where people don't see that where it's kind of you're defined by genre versus what you're actually bringing to the table. And uh, your, your dad, of course, we should mention the wonderful uh, Eugene Levy, yeah. who's also um, a, a double nominee this year. Wanda, I feel like do you do you have perhaps uh, have some perspective on that um, comedy? What he he's talking about being uh, as part of a, a specific genre and and being able to branch out. Yeah, I, I agree with what everyone has said. It's it's like what's what speaks to you, and if there's like something fulfilling in it, like why am I doing this role? Like sometimes you might read something, read a script, you like this. This is so basic. Like why? I, you know, what am I going to get out of this, or what can I bring to it? What you know, what what is it saying? And but then again, if it's just freaking funny and you just you're just being silly. Mm -hmm. I'm down for that too, but it has to give something, you know, and I got to get something from it. So, but yeah, I mean, I'm going to have to talk to Miss Bassett because if, if Angela's going to start doing comedy, that means, you know, <laughs> that means we're out of job. I, I, I'm here to say we're done. I mean, I, I got to find myself. On I, I'm, 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 so. I'm going to go ahead and go to nursing school now. I mean, <laughs> too bad. What the hell? Let's do it together. <laughs> Teach me some things. <laughs> yeah. Wanda, on the topic of, uh, you know, some of the, the great comedy you've done this year, Frank Yankers came back after 12 years off the air. That's a long hiatus. But this character, Gladys, is, is one you've voiced in the original run. Where does Wanda end and Gladys begin? Oh, wow. Um, w Wanda would never be in those situations that Gladys <laughs> gets herself into. But if Wanda... <laughs> Was wasn't in those situations. She probably would react like Gladys. You know, <laughs> she she'd make a few phone calls. She'd uh, <laughs> she want to talk to a manager. <laughs> mm -hmm. Your other uh, character, your other nomination, Moms Mabley, um, yeah. and and on an Amy Sherman Palladino and Dan Palladino series. So, mm. what did you love about getting to be mm. her through the lens of the marvelous Mrs. Maisel? Well, Moms is, is just huge for me. She's everything for me. And if if I hadn't, you know, seen Mom as a little girl, you know, if I was a little girl watch, sitting there watching Smothers Brothers, Ed Sullivan, whatever, and if I hadn't seen Moms Mabel, I know I wouldn't be here doing mm -hmm. this today, you know. Um, she definitely was so influential, uh, you know, on me and... Uh, I think to, to a lot of, you know, female comics out there, but um, yeah, my, my mom said that I had been playing mom since I was a little girl because I would walk around the house, you know, with like a, a, a dust cap on and, you know, and, and I'm acting like no teeth, whatever. So uh, it was just, it, it was just a dream come true for me to be able to not only play moms, but to play her on the Apollo stage, man, it, it was, it was just, it was incredible. It really was. Sounds like this was uh, like kind of full life circle moment. Like you, you had been building up to this your whole life. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah, that's that's special. Just want to, uh, oh, there, we got Rami back. All right, welcome back. Hello. Uh, I just um, said like 30 minutes about you, Rami, how much I love this show. <laughs> I was, just bailed on me, man. I was laughing at you guys taking forever to set up the thing, and then mine was the one that got disconnected. Then, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, look at all these people for going on. Please go ahead. I thought you were doing the Emmy blackout. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's what I thought. I thought. Oh, he's gone. That's it. Uh-huh. We'll see him again. <laughs> that's good comedy. Coming back to the joke right there, making that work. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Um, Maya, this is your third year in a row being nominated for playing the judge on The Good Place. So what what did you love about this character and more so Mike Schur's vision of dying? Well, I knew I'd love it um, already because, I mean, I met Mike right when he was fresh out of college. He it was a writer at Saturday Night Live. And um, so I feel like I watched him grow up, you know. Mm-hmm. He called me and he said that, that that he had this thing for me to do. And I already knew that that meant that this was something that had a little of that goofy love thing written in it. You know, when people really know you well, they they write stuff so that, you know, to that, that you can mess with. And mm-hmm. that's our history is messing with each other and making each other laugh and stuff. So um, I knew that it was an exciting moment to get to have a lot of um, opinions about the state of the world at the moment. And if it was going to be me making um, statements about the state of the world, then it was probably going to be pretty funny because uh, I, you know, look at me. I just think <laughs> that says a lot, you know, and in, in a wonderful way. And um, knowing that language already and knowing each other well, I, I, it just allowed me to sort of just jump into the show um, instantly and connect to it. And um I per, I'm a personal fan of of um, talking about the afterlife. I really enjoy it. Um, I enjoy the idea that there's more to come and and things we might be able to do again and get right and see again and um, change and foots with. And it's just the whole thing is really exciting. His vision just gives this sort of great breath and levity to something that is just this overwhelming, overwhelming existential um, idea. And no one has an answer, which is why it's so wonderful to, to play with. For the, the all, well, all of you who've done voiceover work, I, I'm curious because we do have some voice nominees here and, and uh, Angela for narrating. What is the great appeal there? Of course, you don't have to do hair and makeup and all of that, but for, for many people who I've spoken with, they see it actually presents bigger challenges than showing up on set and being in front of camera. Do, do the rest of you find that to be true? find that definitely to be true. Um, it's, you know, you're so used to emoting and, and, you know, and having the visual, you know, in your back pocket to help sell the story. Um, a lot of times they tell, you know, I'm asked to maybe pull back you know, on the emotion or the drama and just the facts, ma'am, to, you know, make it just a little more dry so that the ear can hear as the eyes are 
or watch, watching the visual. And then sometimes they ask for the other things. So I can never tell what it's going to be like in the room. But you only have the words and you um, that's what you feel in the booth. You only have the words and you don't have anything else about yourself to distract or to help, to aid. And um, it's not easy for me to get because sometimes this this southern tongue, you know, trips up, you know, or you think faster than you can speak or they want you to speak faster. So but uh, sometimes it comes to me and I'm always, uh, you know, up for that. I was so soothed by your voice in that documentary. Me I was too. so calmed and soothed and embraced <laughs> by your voice. And I just kept thinking, I'm like, we need to get Angela Bassett on the Calm app. I want her talking to sleep every night. I need to just fall asleep to the warm yes. embrace of Angela Bassett's voice. I do that for you, darling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I find that the voiceover work, it is, it is hard because uh, those directors, they don't give a damn about your feelings. They don't care. <laughs> they will tell you when something stinks. <clears throat> And they're very clear, very, you know, as far as what they want and, uh, and, and you know, what they need, you know, as far as what they and, and sometimes also. they don't know what they want and they can get so many versions of what they might want, right. you know, in two minutes that, <laughs> you know, That's, you know yeah. they can get every, every note on the, on the scale, you know, mm -hmm, <laughs> 66 mm -hmm. different it, versions. And sometimes yeah. they don't want those, all those <laughs> options, you know, and it's a point for performing you like. Didn't right. you love this? <laughs> that wasn't good enough? That wasn't good I know. for you? I, yeah, you, you have to just put your feelings aside and go, okay, okay, this is what it is, you know. There is an element of freedom, too, and the, the, the other side of it is that um, it certainly gives you the opportunity to be anything as opposed to anyone. And um, and in that respect, I I really do dig into the joy of that, you know, that I can be things that I don't look like um, and I can be animals or monsters or really tall and thin with a flat chest and all these <laughs> wonderful things that I think about. And, you know, honestly, that freedom is an exciting mm -hmm. place to play that you really don't always have on camera. It certainly refreshed me and um, gives me um, a, a different kind, a, a different kind of joy when it when it's working right, you know. And and yeah, there's definitely those moments where I'm like, dude, I gave you everything I got. I don't right. obviously <laughs> want somebody else. But, um, but when it works, yeah. and when you've created something that is fun, and you know, then you then then you can really live in it. And I and I I love being able to to just not be not be a lady. Sometimes it feels it, it's fun. It's really fun. Um, for those of you who uh, are are also directors, Rami, I'll pose this to you first. What did directing teach you about acting and vice versa? Yeah, I learned so much from directing, but also just from even, and, and Dan, I'm sure you and, and, and anyone here who's kind of produced something as well, where you, when you're casting people, I just learned a lot about auditioning that I had never known about, even though I'd been doing it for a while, I mean, relative to my to my span doing it, but I was just like, whoa, this is, it's a whole other thing. And then I wrote the second season different based on even just that experience and just the experience of like realizing what you actually need. And you start to realize uh, just because something reads well on the page, it doesn't mean it's going to mean anything when people see it or when you try and act it out. 
I hated table reads on our show. Hated oh, them. we don't do them. Yeah, same. That's why I I'm absolutely like, not do them. hated yeah. them. I think because so much of our show and, and so much of the tone of our show is is in the physicality of the reactions and the physical reaction to situation, because so much of you know directing our show for me in the in those early days of you know seeing a rough cut is really going through and seeing what every other character is doing while the person is talking. And that's where I think, you know, we, you can find these funny little moments where someone's like either off in a daze or they're reacting in a way that's really kind of funny that allows for a real sense of like cast chemistry. And that's where I think the humor, we were able to mine the most humor from our, from, from our show. So the table reads for me were always like, oh, I don't wanna. But you could see weak points. You could see when story slows down. So it was helpful, obviously. But um, and then you know, getting it on its feet. I think so much of you know the directing side of it was really just letting our actors play. I think for us, it was really about creating a space where people could feel free to really kind of make choices and not be bound by uh, any kind of regulation. Um, obviously, you have to oversee the whole thing. But that freedom, and I think when you have Catherine O'Hara and my dad together working, it sets a tone for everybody else. And Catherine never had a single take. I mean, she did not, you could not bank on a single take that was like one another. Every single take was different. Every single take was a choice. Every single take was surprising. And I think we just ran with that because that's the most exciting, you know, that's the good stuff. It is really cool to let actors be free um but then you also got to make lunch because I, I think that's the thing that, that like like i think on a low budget show you just become an accountant and you're like well do i want to take the penalty tonight or do i want to take it like on thursday when i know we're going to be outside that's the part of it that i never thought about and i was like yeah man we're doing math like it's like writing but we're just doing math uh especially on a show like ours we're we're, we cross-boarded seven episodes at the same time we had an amazing gift where mahershala ali comes to be my co-star awesome he's a busy Good, dude wonderful. and we have to figure out how to make this work and so it's um it, you're really just juggling things that you would never think about when when, when you're kind of walking into it but it, it you know it, it adds to making it like a lot more wild <laughs> we have to break for lunch soon but i have two quick questions for uh you um one, one for everyone but first rami real quickly uh you told us earlier this summer that Lindsay lowen ghosted you she was supposed to be on the show have you heard from her yet no, I, I talked to her. Uh, she was on the call sheet. She was supposed to come through. I think she's a comedic genius. Um, she didn't show up, but she did follow me on Twitter uh, like a week ago. And I'm kind of <laughs> taking that as like, I'm taking the breadcrumbs wherever I can, where I'm kind of like, all right, well, I got to follow. You know, we could bring that up to her agent, see what, what you, happens. What yeah. do you think about that, Dan? I'm, first of all, I have a million <laughs> questions, but we can offline most of those. Um, when you say she didn't show up, were you guys just like cameras are ready and she wasn't there? Or well, what does that it, mean not showing up? No, no, it was it was this kind of thing where I, I spoke to her about the role. She said, I'm in, I'll be there, um, I'll be in New York. We put her on the call sheet. Um, a couple of days before I kind of started to get a bad feeling. I was like, mm. I don't know, I haven't heard from her. Um, and, and kind of tried to get her and, and uh, mm. you know, we all know what happened. Uh, <laughs> no, it was, I mean, like, I, it was no hard feelings. We weren't really expecting it at a certain point, but she's someone I am very genuinely excited for. 
Well, hopefully for a season three. All right, that final question for all of you. Over the course of this uh, uh, 30 minutes or so, uh, I'm wondering, have you gathered some good opposition research? Are you, are you, you know, shaping each other up? <laughs> or do we have some gentlemen's and ladies agreements here? <laughs> I have a feeling that... I'm, I'm, I'm out for blood for that Rudolph character. She's <laughs> double. And listen, with everyone being such double and, and triple threats, I think we can all walk away with something if, if, it's, if it's played right. <laughs> that's so right. that's what I'm hoping for. That's and right. we all get one because you know, you're all brilliant. It's, no, it's Dan, certainly you a tell possibility. You, you tell your dad I'm coming for him, Dan. That, that's what's happening right now. That's <laughs> it. I'm <laughs> Being in this group right here, we're all winners. That's right. We are all winners. And ultimately, you know what? This is television's highest honor. You know, to be nominated is just such recognition from your peers and from the Academy. And I feel like such a winner already. Um, and to be on this phone call with, with Wanda and Dan and Maya and Rami, and uh, I'm saying that correctly, right? Rami. Rami yeah. um, and Angela, it, it's just, it shows how much love we have for what we do and how much love we have for each other and how symbiotic, even though we all probably have very different processes, how that is so intertwined with this really great, very pure and significant passion that we have and love that we have for what we do. So the honoring to, be, to have deuces and triples and Eugene <laughs> quadruples and Dan, you know, triples, I mean, that is badass. And that just shows and is, exemplifies the passion and the commitment we have for what we do. And I just feel like I love all of you. And I want to come oh, play with all of you uh, at Same. some point in time. Let's Same. go. So, um, thank you. I feel like such beautiful, beautiful spirits and beautiful company. I, I agree. completely Same agree. Here. Agree. And I feel like with this year, it's just like any good things that come to anyone's way, we have to support. And I think particularly you know, with, with everyone on, on this panel and there's so many other people out there making incredible television. I really feel like we have to support each other when you're doing something special. Mm -hmm. um, that's what gets more special things made. Um, so like truly, I could not be happier for everybody. And I, I really feel like at this point, maybe particularly this year, like g just savor the good things and be, be happy for people who are who are being recognized for, for some hard work. I love that. Lots Absolutely. of hard work Congratulations indeed. to everyone. Uh, yes, yes, Seriously, I will man. echo everyone, that sentiment. Everyone but your dad. Yeah, dude, it's so dope. <laughs> <laughs> it's like beautiful, man. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'll pass that along. Yeah. yeah. Well, listen, um, I want to thank everyone, first of all, for watching, but an extra special thanks wait, wait, to wait, wait. all of you. Oh. Rami could do the Mom's Mabley sequel. I'm looking at that cap. I just got it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Let's go, dude. Let's go. <laughs> Sorry. That's so true. So yeah. true. Yeah. Um, That's a mom's yes. hat. Yeah. Yeah. But thank you, of course, to everyone for watching. And an extra special thanks to all of you for joining us. My guests, Angela Bassett, Dan Levy, Giancarlo Esposito, Maya Rudolph, Rami Youssef, and Wanda Sykes. Congrats to all of you on your great work. Do it and best of me. luck on Emmy's night. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So good to be here. Congrats, so good to everybody. Thank you yes, for having so me. Congrats. I love you all. <laughs> you all do it for me. 
Thanks so much for tuning in to this bonus episode of The Awardist, and stay tuned for next week when Sarah Rodman and I will be giving our final thoughts on this year's Emmy race just before the September 20th ceremony. All virtual, all the time. See you then, guys.